I'm Cece, and this is Spela Golf. Welcome to episode 21 of Spela Golf. I'm <gasps> Cece. I'm Annie. Welcome back. It is now officially November. Thanksgiving is next. Just finished Halloween. Was it fun? How was it? It was fun, but you know my idea of having them be like master's caddies? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they wanted to be Elsa. <laughs> I remember I had to yeah. scratch that. I remember but. you talking about it in the last episode. You were like, I really want them to be that, but they just want to be princesses. I know. They want to be princess. I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to just step aside a little bit. But it was really fun. It was cute. I love this age because they're just, they're so cute. They're so fun. I don't know. It did was they, really good. Did they love all the candy? Did they get a huge bag of candy? Yes. And our friends was like, hey, let's do like our neighborhood. So like our neighbors, they were like, let's do our neighborhood. And then let's like jump over to the next one. And I'm like, I don't know, like my kids are still kind of small. And I'm like, I feel like our neighborhood because it has 50 houses in it. And so I'm like, it's just like a good amount of houses. By the time we got to like halfway, their bucket was already full. And so I'm like, can we not go to a different area or like a different neighborhood? Because I don't know if I want more candy because they're not going to eat it. It's going to be me eating it. So, but no, it was good. They were definitely sugar drunk and sugar hungover this morning <laughs> or the next morning. Love it. Um, so yeah, how was your Halloween? It was fun. We uh, watched the Diamondbacks World Series game four. We did lose. Sadly. Oh, yeah. So we got to <laughs> gotta back this story up a little bit about baseball real quick. So about a week ago, I think it was a week and a half ago, I was like, I my first lesson back with you after a couple of weeks. And I'm like, have you been watching baseball? And you're like, what is that? And I'm like, oh. no, I no, stop. <laughs> I know what baseball is. I just don't really care for it. So I don't follow it. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, in Sweden, they don't play baseball. No, no. But That's it was the same thing with it. football. Like until I met my husband, I'm like, I don't know any of the rules. So like football, baseball, like we got basketball in Sweden and stuff. So like I knew that, mm. but like football and baseball were the two sports where I don't know the rules. I don't know what's going on. So like I had to learn football. I just don't know if I'm ready to like learn a new sport like that. And baseball is really long. <laughs> so is football, I guess. But Yes, it is long. Anyway, but... so I just lived through you. Mm-hmm. Basically. Yeah. 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 So just been doing baseball and watching that's literally what we've been watching in our family the past month. So World Series, almost done. And then basketball season is now here. So, But anyways, diving into today's topic, I have some questions for you. Well, we did ask yes. on our Instagram and Facebook. Mm-hmm. So we just picked out a few questions that we thought was, well, important or what would you say? Interesting. Because mm-hmm. it's easy for, yeah, I think as a golfer... As like a, as a good golfer and a golf instructor, sometimes it's easy to assume that everyone knows everything or like the golf lingo or the golf terms. Um, so the questions that we got were like, oh, you know, we would have never thought of those questions. So we really appreciate when we asked that you guys responded to us. So, all right, go ahead. So the first thing I want to kind of know about is about individual and group instruction. And so I'm curious if like, oh, I'm brand new to golf and I see, oh, there's a golf clinic, but there's also privates. Like, what do I pick first? Should I do group instruction? Because then I won't feel 
like it's intimidated or like, should I do private because I don't know anything because the instructor might have full attention on me? Does that make sense? Like Mm -hmm. what would be the best decision of like, I've never done golf before. So what should I start out with? So let's start from like juniors and then we'll work our way up. Mm -hmm. So for juniors, I always have them start with the clinic just to see if they're even interested in it. So it's usually the parents, you know, that are like, hey, I would like my kid to take golf lessons. So we're talking like age five to 12, 13. Um, And for them, I always say that it's just better to come to one of our weekend clinics with one of our uh, instructors to see if they like it. We teach fundamentals by playing games and, you know, the swing is just it's more fun. But that way we can quickly like assess if they actually like the game or not. Um, If it's a little bit older. So for me, I teach a lot of high school students. Um, They need the individual attention because we're working on something specific for them. So the golf swing is not going to be the same for everyone and not everyone is going to need the same things. So if you go to the gym and I don't know, your, your goal is to, I don't know, get bigger biceps. Like if you're in a group of people that wants bigger biceps, you're going to do the same thing to get there, but it's not really like that in golf. So to accomplish like the ideal golf swing for you, you're all going to need different things and different ways to get there. Um, So for, for them, I would always suggest private lessons so that we can focus on your individual goals. But as practice, I think it would be a really good idea to take group lessons to just have it as practice times. So my high school students, so we offer Um, For example, where I work at Bear Creek, um, on the weekends, we offer clinics. So as I said, like the little kids start there and then find out if you, if your kid likes it or not. For the older kids, um, I always say to the, to the students that take private lessons with me, go to it because it actually makes you go and practice. So you're making a commitment to yourself, like, okay, Saturdays at 10 a.m., like, that's when I'm going to go to the golf course and practice. And then the instructor there is always going to have a drill or a game for you to play. So you're always going to get better. But with everything you do, you need consistency. So going to the golf course and practicing is always a good idea. Um, for adults, it depends on kind of where you're at. Um, I know a lot of ladies, for example, that would come to my clinics because they don't know where to start. And it depends on if it's like a theme with the clinic. So I was teaching a clinic um, a couple of weeks ago and it was on how to break 90. But there was a lot of ladies there um, that would shoot like 110 or 120. But it's the same idea. So I was just teaching them about putting, chipping, and full swing and how to think about it a little bit different when you go out and play. So it wasn't like a swing instructional clinic um, because that's really hard to do in group setting because you're not going to, as I said, like everyone has a different swing and everyone has a different need. So in a clinic, I can only teach like, um, well, how, what would you say like? more fact-based instruction. And when I watch you teach in group settings, it's more simplified version and very simplified. And like the drills, even if we're on the range, you just try and keep it as simple as possible. But then I watch you do privates. It's more, you're like, I have my full intention on this individual. We're going to help you do this. We're going to work on this. It's just a lot more And this is how we're going to get there. Yeah. Like I'm very hands-on, you know, I'm like, 
always in touching your shoulders and your hands and your club and this is where it needs to be and this is what it needs to feel like. I can't really do that in a clinic because then it turns into like individual attention. So if you come to my clinic and you all pay the same thing, I'm going to give you equal attention. If you need more, you know, come to a private lesson. Um, But that's how I would base that answer. Yes. Interesting. So the next one I was curious about, well, not me, but other the people (laughs) that asked it and myself, I Mm -hmm. was like, should I keep score as a new golfer? Um, interesting question. What do you think? I would say mm, no. <laughs> like at first, I say if you're brand new, like going to the range for the first time, did do a lesson. But if you're like kind of still topping the ball or still like not fully there and getting it, it's like maybe I would say keep score of your putting. Like, why not start small and be like, oh, how many putts do I have around to get used to it? Because sometimes when you're a beginner, you don't know what a bogey is. You don't know what a double, like, it's just like, there's so much like, what's a birdie. And so I feel like maybe start scoring with like putting and then maybe over a couple of weeks or months when you're starting to really hit the ball and be more consistent, that's when you can start taking score. I don't know. That's just my thought on that. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I think golf is a very overwhelming sport. And like you said, there's just so much more than just counting your strokes. Um, I would say a good rule of thumb when you start playing is to obviously pick the right tee box to play from, first of all. And then, and I know this is going to lead into another question, um, but picking the right tee box and then double par or, you know, whatever score, if it's 10, but if you reach 10, then just pick up. But I would still keep score because that's the only proof we have if you are getting better and if that is your goal. So on a par four, if you make an eight all the time because you pick up, but then the next day you make a seven, like that's a huge improvement. So I think scoring in golf is the only way that we can see if you're improving because I always tell my students that come for the first time, like we need to record this lesson because you're not going to remember where you started because golf is a trap and you're always going to want more. So if you came to me and you couldn't even swing a golf club, and then I teach you how to swing a golf club, I teach you what angles are important to be able to get the ball up in the air. And now you have it up in the air, but now you want to hit it further. Well, now I want to be able to control a left turn. Now I want to be able to control a right turn. Well, now I want to put spin on the ball. Like there's constantly something that you want to get better at and it's really hard to remember where you started because golf is a trap (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so keeping score is the only way that you can see if you're improving and at the end of the day like that's what golf is all about scoring as low as possible Um, but i do agree with your with your thought of like putts because that's going to be most of the beginners like that's where you're going to spend most of your shots And then to just see that go down, it's going to make you motivated to keep going. Um, But I know we have another question on here about where to tee it up. And um, the question is, can I tee it up in the fairway? And I know you were (laughs) kind of excited about this question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I always tell my beginners that if you want to tee off, so like where you hit your first shot, if you want to start from the 150, like we're not playing in a tournament, we're, we're, we're just trying to get better and we're just trying to enjoy the game of golf. So if you want to tee up by the 150, 
just so that you feel like you're a part of like the team, you know, like the foursome or threesome or whoever it is that goes out to play and that you feel like you can like be a part of that group. I think that's a great idea. And then you can kind of like back up. So like the red tea box. So when you feel like you're ready, then you can tee it up from that tea box. So the question of, can I tee it up in the fairway? No, you cannot tee it up in the fairway. You can only tee it up. You can only use a tee on the tee box. But in my mind, I'm thinking, so even it's a no, like you're brand new to golf. Like I can't even, okay, tee it up. My driver from the 150. Oh, and then I'm going to hit an iron next. I can't tee up the ball. hit with Well, because you have to play iron. the ball where it lies. So it's like, so how are you going to get this ball up on the tee without moving it? So it's like, okay, so don't just play the cheat way when you're starting to learn golf. You yeah, just have don't to tee it up in the fairway. No, not because you're all. also practicing the wrong things. It's, it's like practicing on the driving range and practicing on a tee. So unless your goal is to hit the tee out of the ground and you're just trying to get away with like hitting good shots, well, now you're practicing something that you can't use out on the golf course. So now you're going to top every shot because you just taught your body on how to be tall and hit it off of a tee Mm, and hit up on the golf ball when all we want is to hit down on the golf ball, unless it's with your driver. So my opinion on that, and I know (laughs) maybe not everyone is going to be on board with this, but um, my opinion is don't, don't practice something that you can't use because you're not allowed to tee it up in the fairway. I like that point. I guess, yeah, I guess you really can't tee it up in the fairway. Only because you have to play it as it lies. You just have to. And even just as a beginner, I mean, what's the point of trying to do that when it's not even like you can't do that in the game? So, well, and that also leads into another question that we got about playing it where it lies. If there's an animal hole, you get relief for that. Um, I mean, if there's like temporary water, you get relief from that. So there are certain areas where you get a f- free relief. Um, but if it's like on super nice, fluffy, green grass, there's no free relief and you have to play it as it lies. Mm-hmm. Even if it's in the desert and no hole, then you still have to play it as it lies. So you can't ever pick up your golf ball Unless the only time you can touch your golf ball is when you tee it up on the tee box on the tee. But then from there, until you get to the green, you are not allowed to like touch it and like pick it up and look at it or clean it. You can only do that when you mark it on the green. So in between the tee box and the green, you have to play the ball where it lies. Okay. Yep. And now my next one, um, this was a really good comment that we got. When I'm at a public course, I'm never sure how to accurately count my score. Real rules say if you lose a ball, you start over at the tee, but that's not realistic. So what should we do? Count an extra stroke? And so when she said that, I'm like, it's kind of, it's false, true, because in the real USGA, if you think you lost your ball, you got to re-tee it from the tee box. But if you're just out playing a casual round with friends... Like, do you really want to add that extra time by going back all the way back to the tee box? Like, does that make sense? Like, that makes sense. Um, Well, so, and just to clarify, if you hit a ball from the tee box and you lose it, then you re-tee it from the tee box. But if you lose a ball on your second shot, you're going to go back to the last spot where you hit it. 
So it's not always like going back to the tee box, if that makes sense. So it's wherever you hit your last shot. And from that's where you're losing it. Now, if you are in a tournament, I think it's important to know the rule. So if you are in a tournament, yes, you have to go back and re-tee it. If you're out playing a casual round, just ask your friends. Hey, I know the rule says that I need to go back. Are you guys okay? You know, we're not counting our handicap right now. Like we're out here just enjoying our time, you know, just enjoying each other's company. Is it okay if I just drop on one right here? If they all agree, great. But you can't use it. You can't do that if you're in a tournament and you can't do that if if you are going to count your scores towards your handicap because then you're technically cheating. So I don't know. I mean, what do you think? No, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you do have to follow the rules, but I guess I'm thinking, oh, if you're just a group of beginners and you're not really playing by the rules, just drop it in the fairway. But why wouldn't you play by the rules? Because it's not an official tournament. It's not like real. It's just, oh, I'm out playing a casual weekend round of golf. Like I don't take golf seriously. I feel like. Then yeah. Yeah. If that's, if that's what, how you want to look at golf, then yeah, I agree with that. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know, and we're all about pace of play too. And so if you're out, I mean, what you really should have done is hit a provisional. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Provisionals are key. (laughs) Yeah. But no, I agree with that. If you're just out having fun, then just, you know what, I'm just going to drop one here. I couldn't find it. But yeah, if you're working towards lowering your handicap or if you're playing in a tournament, you need to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. Period. Okay. Next one was I what to wear. I thought about this. So we've talked about attire back. Mm, I feel like it was episode six or seven. Um, we talked about etiquette with attire. Now I am curious though, is like I have no golf clothes at all. And I was thinking, oh, I would just order one one like polo shirt off Amazon for like 25, 30 bucks instead of going out because all golf shirts are very expensive. And if you're brand new, maybe just get that because attire is golf, I feel like is the one sport where attire really matters. Like I agree. You have to I mean you would never go to gymnastics in jeans. Like no. you would make mm-hmm. sure that you are prepared to, you know, like do the sport. Mm -hmm. And so if you're coming out to the golf course, but I might also be very old school about this, but I think if if I was going to go to a new course, like there would not be a doubt in my mind that I was going to wear a collared shirt. Now at Bear Creek, I'm there every single day. And I know that they have more of like the athletic look rule, like it's okay. And that's why I wear that because it's more comfortable for me. But if I go to a new place, I will always wear a collared shirt. That's, but that's me. And I think, yeah, I agree. It's just golf attire. It's a part of golf is what you wear Mm -hmm. and how you present yourself. I like that. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, if you can afford to play a round of golf, then you can afford a golf shirt. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Now going in to um the last question what what ball i should we go into talking about golf balls what ball should i play i only have like a really quick response to that Mm -hmm. so here's the difference between golf balls that i think this is me personally as a golf instructor um giving you this but there is a hard ball and a soft ball the difference is the hard ball is going to roll more and the soft ball is going to spin more so around the greens 
you want to have a ball that's going to spin more. From the tee box, you want to have a ball that's going to roll more. You're going to have to pick one or the other, which which one you want. I prefer to have a softer ball so that I can spin it more on the green. And when it comes to golf balls, this is what I learned. Don't know if it's true, but like, oh, you have to have faster swing speed if you want to be able to hit like a hard, like a hard ball. Just like faster, I feel like it involves like, okay, for example, there's Callaway Super Softs or there's Callaway Chrome Soft X. Like, I feel like there's a bigger difference. Like, oh, Chrome Soft X goes farther or like Titleist Pro V1 X goes farther. Like there's yeah. that compared to a Titleist velocity. Like it's just, it's still, I've learned that there is really like golf balls do make a difference because a pro is not going to go out and play with a Kirkland golf ball. Well, and I think you <laughs> nailed it right there because you're absolutely right. If I'm Greta 85 going out to play golf, it's not going to make a difference. It's like the difference is going to be so small you're never you're not even going to notice it. So at that point it's like okay, how does this golf ball feel? And that's why I really like to simplify it. There's a hard golf ball and there's a soft golf ball. Which one do you prefer? And just stay at that. If your swing speed gets faster and faster and faster, then try out a couple of balls, learn more about the balls, but yes, you're not going to see a pro like hitting a nitro. You know? Mm. But that's because their swing speed is, I mean, it's ridiculous. Like their, what is it? Like their driver, driver swing speed is like 120. 20. Yeah. I mean, I can barely make it to like 85. <laughs> you can. You know? Yeah. But that's like, and I'm a pretty decent golfer, you know, I can get around. But so for me to swing okay fast, which is not even fast, like I don't hit it very far. Um, but for someone that only has a swing speed of like 60, I really don't think it's going to make that big of a difference, but it's more about the feel. Do you want a soft golf ball or do you want a hard golf ball? I think a soft golf ball, because the same thing there, the higher your swing speed is, the more spin you're going to get. So with a softer golf ball, you're going to get like the backspin and you know all that good stuff because you're just swinging at the ball harder. But yeah, I say keep it simple. Hard golf ball, soft golf ball personal preference personal preference just like i say with like putters what do you want it to look like and what do you want it to feel like like you can get fitted for putters but at the end of the day it's such a small swing it's not like you need all these different angles and like movements in your body it's your shoulders moving as a pendulum so do you want a big head a small head what do you want and then just go from there got it that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But anyways, thanks for answering all these questions. Yeah. The answer to basically everything. <laughs> well, and and just to clarify, like these are just my opinions. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, teeing it up in the fairway, it's a fact. You can't do that. But most of these questions on like what to wear and like how to count score and all that, that's just what I think. But hopefully my opinion matters <laughs> and that you guys can feel like it's helping you. And that's all that we really care about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we will see you guys next week. Yay. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, we would love for you to share the podcast.